0: Hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders-Blackman of Technology Expresso. On this episode, I'm going to focus on project management. Now, in previous episodes, you've heard me talk a lot about business analysis, and we have an archive full of episodes related to business analysis. And I myself have been dedicated to that role for the past eight or nine years. But you may also recall me speaking about having a PMP certification. That stands for Project Management Professional, and that's a certification that's awarded through the PMI organization. Also, you may recall that David Blackman, the co-founder of Technology Expresso, also is a project manager, and he actively performs that role on his daytime assignments. So we both have a lot of respect for project management, for the role, and how important the role is to the success of the project. So again, I'll focus on the project management. And like I said, there's several episodes, even though we talk about business analysis, we always refer to how important the relationship is between the project manager and the business analyst working together for the success of the project and the team. Okay, so let's now focus on project management. And one of the things that I'm going to use and reference to help me with this conversation is one of my favorite handbooks, which is the Project Management Memory Jogger. Now, it's not a comprehensive book, if I referenced uh, or, or gave, recommended a comprehensive book, I would recommend the PMI PmBok, which is PMBOK, so PM Body of Knowledge. And that can be found on the PMI.org website and is the basis of their certifications. So that's what you would use for a comprehensive. But for a quick reference, The Project Management Memory Jogger is a great resource that I keep handy. So I'm going to be flipping through a few of these pages and then just using this as an overview and a reference. So if you either have a copy or if you want to go out on our website, we now on Technology Expresso have a bookstore. Please order the book through our bookstore, which is linked to Amazon.com. But by ordering it through our website, we get credit for referring the book so please order it through our website and on the back end it'll take you to amazon.com and you'll get to use all of the different amazon.com shopping cart and checkout features okay here we go project management so first of all we're gonna split this up into about six areas we're gonna talk about what happens when a project manager is first creating a project, how they kick off the project, and that's typically with a template called a project charter, and then also how they form their team and work with their team. Number four is about creating a project plan and managing that plan. Number five is about executing the project. And then number six is about closing out the project. So the project manager is a key component from the beginning all the way to the end. And as a matter of fact, that's a key concept with a project. Every project is supposed to have a beginning, a middle, and ultimately an end. Project management is different than... Operations, let's say operations in a factory, where every day it's a key part of business, so operations is ongoing. But a project, it gets kicked off, you plan the project, you execute the project, and then you close it out. So that's the life cycle of a project. And throughout that, all that one key resource known as the project manager ensures. That how the project concludes and what it produced follows the plan and meets expectations okay so why do organizations need project management well number one it ensures the customer requirements are met it helps eliminate reinventing the wheel So instead of at the beginning of every project trying to figure out where to start, how to execute, how to manage it, having a project management discipline means establishing a repeatable, proven, successful practice and being able to execute projects time and time again based on these processes and techniques and tools to ensure their success and consistent success. The other reason why an organization needs project management is to reduce the tasks that might be overlooked to help eliminate duplication of effort because there will be one go-to person that has the oversight and responsibility of managing the project. It also helps um, ensures the projects are under control one thing that sponsors and executives don't like is not knowing if a project is on track or off track so that's a key component of the project manager keeping them updated and aware also project managers role is to help maximize the use of resources so based on timing and organization there aren't Expensive resources being idle. That's very important, of course, in IT because different technical resources can be very expensive. And then the last one is minimize rework. So if there's a plan and it's managed and there's an order sequence of events that the team has determined ahead of time, then you won't find yourself backtracking or missing things and having to do rework because you can imagine if the work is expensive the first time if redoing it is even more expensive so project management it's very important and understand project management is in many industries as a matter of fact Almost everyone does a form of project management, whether it's on your individual role or for your group. But project management in the IT world has really taken off because of the many moving parts and the many different resources and resource type that have to interact together. A lot of people don't realize that creating software is probably... As involved as what you might think of when it comes to building a home where you have electrical and you have plumbing and then you have painters and then you have the people that install the windows you have different people that may pour the concrete you have a lot of different discipline and specialists that come in and out and the timing and planning is so important IT is the same way you've got your hardware your software you've got the database you've got the business rules you have even from security to performance you have the network the communications. there's so many different disciplines that are required to build a software solution now So we'll continue on as we talk about the role of the project manager. One of the things to to take into consideration with the project manager is that they have to deal with a lot of the various stakeholders on the project. They've got to make sure that everyone is communicated with, they understand the plan, that they have input to the plan, and they buy into the plan. So let me just give you a, a few of the people who work on the project and are accountable for different pieces of the project even beyond those special areas that I just mentioned take into consideration you have senior management you have what we refer to as the functional management those are the people that are supporting the project you've got the project sponsor and you've heard me say on previous conversation episode the project sponsor is the one that writes the check you've got even the team members and in some cases each of those team members have what we call resource managers so those resources may come and go on various different teams that's also an important part of managing the resources you've got the project's customers and you even have Other leaders because in many times with software they have to interface with maybe other departments and the systems in those departments or even outside and third-party systems so again these are something we also refer to as dependencies you're dependent on other teams other departments even other outside third-party resources and their schedules have to be taken into consideration so it's a lot of coordination as you can imagine so let me take you in on what it takes to create or initiate a successful project okay first of all project management lays down the process for the team, to help coordinate the team. They set up kind of the guidelines or the framework. This framework may be determined by what methodology the team is using. You've probably heard that word before. There are several different types of software development methodologies. You've heard me say waterfall, or agile, or iterative, or spiral, or extreme programming. And on from tape to tape or from episode to episode you might hear me repeat certain vocabulary words but it's good if you start to recognize them you keep hearing them over and over kind of repetition to kind of tie them all in but it also helps reinforce that these are some of the key words that are used in our industry Let's talk about keywords let me go over some key terms so first of all I talked about a project and the formal definition is a temporary endeavor undertaking to create one or more deliverables such as a unique product or service or just a unique result. So that's a project. Project management is the application of knowledge, skills, tools, and techniques to a project activities to meet the project requirements. You've heard me use the term deliverable. A deliverable is a unique and verifiable product service process or result. So those are three of the key words that we've been talking about. Now let's move a little further in here as we talk about how projects work and we've already talked about a little bit the difference between a project and an operation so again a project is more temporary kind of a a one-of-a-kind whereas operations is repetitive it's a permanent kind of mass production like you think of a factory. you have specific job descriptions And each person plays their roles. Whereas with a project, you may have different team members or specialists come in and out. That's the big difference between project and operations. Oftentimes, you have someone that manages operation. But what they're looking for is anomalies and the exception. Whereas with a project, every day can be different or unique based on where you are as you move through the project and the plan towards your end solution. When you look at project management, one of the keys is setting up the processes and setting up the plan. If we had to break down the project into processes there's four main processes It's the initiation the planning the execution and the closeout so let's take each one of those and break them down when it comes to setting up the different components or what we call attributes of project management those would include things like the schedule the budget and there's the budget in regards to physical resources and then also the budget in regards to the staff and as you can imagine managing a budget for your staff can be very tricky it's not just salaries but it's also any benefits then it's calculated on their time some people are just based on salary so regardless of their hours other people you might have to track their individual hours some people are outside resources so you have to pay and third party and any overhead involved there so as you can imagine especially with staffing you want very little idle time especially when someone is on the clock and it's impacting the budget another important component of managing the project is the risk identifying what those risks are monitoring the risk and determining when those risks become issues and you have to go to a risk mitigation plan another component is communication making sure the right people get the right level of information at the right time and this can be quite involved I've already spoke about all the different components and parties that are a part of the project so someone at the executive level may not want the same level of detail as someone that's assigned a task or a piece of work in the plan so the project manager at all times has to be aware of the various stakeholders internal external management and communicate accordingly the other piece is the scope of the project the project manager at all times has to make sure that the solution fits within the scope and that scope includes the budget the time and even the capabilities And availability of the resources but scope and this is where I have to reference my business analysis conversations the scope of the solution what's in and out of scope users and product owners can think of a plethora of features and functions that they might want but at all times we have to leverage things like the objectives and the goals of the project and the business case that determines those to make sure that we're not putting extra features and functions that's all a part of managing scope now even though we talk about the business analyst helping to define the scope it's the project manager that plays the regulator to determine what's in or out and helping to make some of the hard decisions or facilitating those. So that's scope, an important one. The other piece is procurement. So again, we talk about the hardware and the tools for people to successfully do their job and build the solution. And one of the things is you don't want a lot of overhead of your resources especially your your hardware when it comes to IT again those things can be very expensive so you want to schedule and manage the delivery of different pieces of hardware right when you need them but at the same time many times these items are back-ordered they might have to be shipped from out of the country so a project manager at all times is juggling to make sure you get it right on time, just on time, and not too late. The next piece is around project control, and that is when to determine or escalate when you're either. The schedule is threatened, or the budget is threatened, or even the resources are threatened. A business analyst has to know when to raise the red flag, when to escalate things. As much as possible, and this is probably the number one thing you'll always hear, a, biz, a, a project manager, their role is to remove roadblocks. So a very good project manager is conditioned To only escalate when they absolutely have no other alternative. There's no other way to overcome the roadblock. And that being the case, the project controls is like having your hand on that red button, but avoid pushing it at all costs. But at the same time, remember we talked about communication. A project manager has to balance with being clear and accurate when communicating with any of the team. So it's very important not to hide important indicators, even if they show potentially there may be a problem with the budget or the schedule. So again, this is a careful balance. One of the things from my personal experience that I will say is that project manager may project management may read one way when you read the books or study for the test or get the certifications. But the day-to-day finesse and juggling really doesn't come across until you're on the job and you're experiencing all the different moving parts it may sound straightforward but it's much more than just checking off boxes it's the day-to-day handling of the millions of things that can go wrong that's one thing again that I'll say about IT and technology because every problem is unique every project is unique And furthermore, so much of technology, we're always pushing the envelope, taking things to a new extreme or a new level. So that being the case, we don't have examples or precedents for what we're attempting to do. So everything is like a giant experiment. And as much as we like to think of technology as a science, it's also an art. So that's why you find a lot of unknown territory when you get into projects. And those who are in the industry can tell you story after story where you expected the software or the hardware to do one thing and they were surprised by different results so it's always a tightrope now this can be the exciting and the intriguing part about IT but at the same time and as you can imagine for the project manager it also can cause some long hours and even some late nights and every now and then a weekend or two but that goes for everyone on the project team sometimes you have to do what you need to do to keep the project on course So that is just an overview of the project management and what we call the different attributes that the project manager has to juggle let me continue on because the other piece we said we have to establish those things then we have to monitor those things and by monitor we mean tracking, reviewing, adjusting Uh, Based on the project performance and always looking at the project objectives to make sure that we're on course. The project execution, that's the process used to execute the project management plan. So laying it out is one thing. But the other one is going through and step by step making sure you have the status of the deliverables. And ultimately meeting those deadlines and milestones and then coordinating the execution so throughout the execution part this is when what where we're comparing what we planned to what's actually occurring and then last as I mentioned the project closeout this is where you measure customer satisfaction you document your lessons learned you provide recommendations for improvement you archive project documents and then you communicate and make sure that those lessons learned are actually applied in the future it's actually an an industry conversation that too many times we have lessons learned from the project but they don't get applied when we move on to the next project and maybe it's not that simple because as I mentioned Every project is its own unique animal, so to speak. So one lesson learned doesn't apply to the next project. But that's a whole conversation for another time. Let me talk about a little bit further about when you're initiating the project. One of the key artifacts, or you can call templates or deliverables, are called the project charter. The Project Charter, again, lays out the groundwork for what we're trying to accomplish. The Project Charter, and for those of you who have listened to previous business analysis uh, episodes, the Project Charter is the documentation that should be handed off when the business analyst is brought on the team so that they can analyze it and pull out the information to determine the specific project scope and set the parameters and framework for the deep dive of the requirements. So the project charter should include key elements of the project scope and this may entail the project manager working with executives, the business owner, the product owner, to identify those aspects of the scope. Now, in the ideal world, and this is my message to those who may be pursuing or are already in a business analyst role, in the ideal world, if the project manager has done a thorough job of creating the project charter for the business analyst, they don't have to start with the scoping. They just start with the project charter, dissect it, pull out the information they need, and then from there, use it as the starting points and at the very least might have to fill in a few of the gaps. So the project management should be following the same checklist of what's included in project initiation like the scope, the stakeholder analysis, the SMART objectives, the problem statement, and maybe even a context-level data flow diagram and high-level processes. Now, some project managers have exposure to these types of artifacts And or they may pick and choose some but not all of these. So again, the business analyst will come in and do a gap analysis on that project charter to then determine where their starting point will be prior to the deep dive. Now, in formal methodologies, which we know waterfall to be more formal, agile to be more informal, In a formal methodology, you'd have a formal review, approval, and sign-off of the project charter. In Agile, I will say that it's more informal. So you may have an iteration zero we refer to. You might do 80% of the detailed scoping, but you wouldn't finalize it. That's the flexibility built in to Agile, but that's a whole nother conversation. I'll stick with when doing more of a formal approach. Ultimately, a document or series of documents would be put together, and your stakeholders will review and approve it. Included in a project charter are some elements that a business analyst might not directly be involved in because again the project charter from the project managers perspective needs to include things like the budget the deadline spending limits any organizational constraints both business risk and project risk it would include milestones So certain dates that certain things need to be delivered, more details about the dependencies, also a definition of those things that are out of scope. It also will have an outline of how the solution will be transitioned once it's completed to an operation or support team. So At the very least, a project charter will have most of the items that we think of when initiating a project from a business requirements perspective, but it will also have additional items that also focus on schedule and dates. One of the other things that a project manager needs to do early on is establishing the ground rules for change control. Even though we say that it's formal and everyone signs off and approves the charter, we know things happen, things change. With that said, the project manager needs to plan ahead and determine how will change management occur. Will there be a committee? Will there be one decision maker? Does each issue get brought to the decision maker or committee one at a time? or? Do you meet on a weekly or monthly basis? All of this needs to be determined as well as how much documentation is needed. Is there a formal sheet that needs to be filled out when a change is requested? Is there some lead way for those changes so that not every little item has to go through a committee? Again, this is setting up the ground rules. And again, this is going to be very important for the project manager through the life of the project. Another key component that project management has to manage, which again, may not align specifically with a deliverable, but at every step of the project, defining the requirements and actually building and testing, there will be many decisions that have to be made. The project manager has to help manage those decisions, facilitate meetings if needed or necessary, helping each side see the pros and cons, and make the best possible decision. Now, again, you may hear, based on that, an overlap with the business analyst. Both the project manager and the business analyst are always helping to facilitate The team, the team make decisions to come to consensus. The decision making might be with different types of groups. So where a business analyst might be working with the end users and the subject matter experts, the project management might be working with more of the executives and the product sponsors, especially when something needs to be escalated. But this is where I'll interject again. My personal experience, I've always worked very closely, lockstep with my project management. So many times I might gather the information, we might organize it in a PowerPoint presentation, and then together present it to whichever audience. But it was always helpful when I would look to my project management to then drive the discussion to conclusion and or in some cases have to make some of the hard decisions so this again just outlines the many tasks and situations that might come up the other piece is creating the project plan and within the project plan there are things like the deliverable tables at all times a project manager is identifying deliverables action items and then determining who owns them what's the timeline and then following up and it's not that people will forget to do what's been assigned to them it's just often there are so many moving parts so that's where prioritization comes in it's been more than a few times per week sometimes that I've had to turn to my project management or the team needed to go to project management to ask them to help prioritize and determine what we should work on first there's always more than enough work on a project. And you may have heard my quote where I've said, you'll run out of time before you'll run out of requirements. Well, that applies to the overall project. You'll run out of time before you run out of things to do. So management, project management is there to help again, because these are often some of the roadblocks is how to manage your time. And not that everyone individually, again, isn't responsible for managing their time. But sometimes when tasks are equal, it really comes down to project management. Because you don't want to make that decision in a vacuum. You want to make sure that others agree with your decision. And a project manager has a big picture point of view that can determine if what you're working on might have another impact on someone else we often call those tasks critical path when someone says your task is on the critical path that means that you not doing that task has implications on the whole process moving forward or moving to the next step and again since the project manager has that big picture point of view they can see these things and call them out. So I hope this is helping you to further get an idea of the project manager and all of the responsibilities involved. Another deliverable that is often referred to in the realm of project management is something called work breakdown structure. That's WBS the work breakdown structure so when defining a project and this could be early on and then later on we refine it once we have more requirements and we learn more about the project but you have big chunks of work and the more you can break it down the more likely your estimates will be accurate and if you have broken down estimates then you have a better chance of being able to come up with an accurate timeline the other thing to think about when it comes to project management even on projects where the focus might be a software solution there still may be software solution there might be the hardware component there might be the communication component you might also have a physical building to take into consideration. This is where one of my real life examples might help. On one of my experiences, I worked with lottery software implementation. And for us, it, it wasn't just the lottery software, we were responsible for actually launching the complete lottery. The state that I worked directly with was Arizona. In Arizona, we were responsible for launching the lottery. So the project manager was responsible for building the buildings that were, would warehouse the various tickets and scratch-offs. We had to install the various machines and all of the convenience stores and grocery stores that would sell both the online and scratch-off tickets. There had to be the shipping in of the tickets and the distribution. And then there was the component that I worked directly on, which was the software that was used when selecting the winning numbers. That software then would tabulate all the tickets bought and determine the number of tickets won and make sure that only those tickets with the winning numbers could be validated and paid out. even though i was focused on the software the project manager and their whole work breakdown and all of the different components that had to be juggled the software was just one of many so keep that in mind sometimes the project manager is over the whole solution so in our case he was over the whole state of arizona and the whole rollout and software was just component one component other times the project manager only focuses on one specific piece or one specific piece of software. In some cases, then you might have multiple project managers. One for the hardware, one for the actual construction, one for the software, one for the scratch-offs, one for the transportation, and all of those then would report into what would be called a program manager so the program manager might be over multiple project managers each of those project managers might have their own separate schedule and then that schedule has to be combined and reconciled by the program manager so something else to take into consideration there could be you could be over individual project and eventually find yourself in the role of program manager. There's also within many organizations where there are at all times multiple projects and multiple project managers um, working in different areas both internally and externally within the organization something called a PMO office, a project management office. This is so that even if there are a multitude of project managers and in one company I know of at least 60 project managers to make sure that they are operating and approaching projects consistently and also to coordinate all the reporting and scheduling and resources the PMO office has the oversight so that's another area to to research we can't go into fully but just want to bring that to your attention as well. The other component we've talked about the schedule we have talked about the resources I've touched upon procurement even being part of the project managers role and what many people often reduce the project management role to is just managing a schedule. As a matter of fact, many people use the reference of a project plan. They really mean a project schedule. When actually, the plan is all of the things I mentioned, such as the risk planning and the communication planning. But you'll notice that people often say, "Is your project plan ready? Show us your project plan." Now they may be saying a project plan. But they're really thinking about the project schedule. So sometimes that's something to be aware of as well. Now, within project management, as you can imagine, there's a lot of dollars and budgets and then there's schedules. And people are constantly looking to the project manager to know when something's going to be ready. Is it on time? What percent complete? So within project management and the PMBOK there are many different ways to calculate different formulas and you'll see that that's a part of the uh, test process is you knowing some of the key formulas and all of that's laid out for you in the PMBOK but these are just different ways of taking information understanding how to calculate and also how to factor in things like buffer which just gives you some wiggle room with the, your timeline also there's contingency planning so should something not go as planned having some contingency and more than likely on real it projects there's always going to be some contingency and buffer needed. With some management though, it'll raise a red flag if there's too much buffer. So you can't just rely on just completely putting huge buffers in your timeline. That will get you a bad reputation with management. Not only does the project manager have to have the plan, and within the plan they have to forecast things. That's another part of calculating and estimating and just having a line of sight of whether the project is on task or if we're at risk for our dates or our budget. So, just to recap, when we talk about the project plan, there's many sections. And for a complete list and the current list, definitely refer to the PMBOK. But I'll, I'll list and recap some of the ones that I've touched upon. There's the project charter, and within that so you have your project scope there's your risk analysis also your procurement plan and don't forget the quality plan with any product or service you have to test it make sure that it meets quality and standards and even regulatory compliance and that's all built into your quality plan the project manager will often rely on quality assurance or QA professionals to help build out that plan and then once that plan is created the project manager helps with the oversight and management of that plan the project plan also will contain information about the team and the team members their availability their skill set of course there's the schedule in the project plan there's contingency planning there's the estimation and forecast of the effort needed to to complete the plan there's estimating and forecasting of the budget and there's the communication plan as well as any of other organizational plans or organizational change and change management so those are just some of the key areas of project plans And ultimately, that will include tables and charts and diagrams, and even specialized tools. One of the most popular tools used in project management is Microsoft's Project. It's one of the ways to maintain the schedule. And at first glance, it might look like a spreadsheet where you plug in tasks and dates and responsibilities. But when you really explore Microsoft Project, it helps you with the dependencies, the time people are available. You can even calculate when people are on holiday or vacation, their percent availability, the dependencies, and it also has built-in forecasting. So it's a very robust tool, um, and not everyone knows or goes completely in-depth and really leverages all that Microsoft Project can do but for the most part it's completely aligned with the PIMBOK, and can help with setting it up to the standards of the PIMBOK. Well if you haven't gotten a good glimpse of the project manager's role from today's conversation again I encourage you to visit the, the PIMBOK and The best way to really get a feel for it is to find a project manager and just ask if you could shadow them for the the day. You'll quickly get a glimpse of the number of meetings and phone calls and conference calls. And from those meetings and conference calls come more meetings, more conference calls, status reports, updates, this all goes on once you're in the execution portion so writing the plan is one thing getting approval getting buy-in but ultimately once you're in execution it's keeping it on track and reporting so whatever the project manager has to do to get people together who need to talk and resolve differences or reconcile or collaborate the project manager that's what they'll do. An important part of what a project manager does is reporting the status. Otherwise they'll be getting a million emails and text messages and phone calls and instant messages from all levels of management to find out the status of the project. So it's very important for the project manager to provide the schedule status, the spending status and any change in plans as well. Ultimately, this will continue to go on, even the monitoring of the project objectives and progress toward those project objectives, and also being on task with the various processes. For example, on some projects I've worked on, there were strict regulatory standards having worked on software that dealt with pharmaceutical and hospitals there were certain reports there were certain documentation of the requirements and the testing so again this is something the project manager will be tracking to make sure at the end of the project we could have the best product ever but if the FDA or other regulatory bodies reject it because it's not documented We'd be very upset with our project manager. So it just never ends for the, the project manager until the project ends. And that, again, is what we call the closeout. That's where we finalize any type of documentation, make sure the people are trained, make sure the right equipment is deployed, and also making sure we have that contingency should something go wrong on major projects that are high risk you will want to have a rollback plan yes literally and again back to my experience working in a hospital imagine deploying new software to a, a hospital if there's any sign or any risk to any type of patient safety we quickly had to have a plan for how to roll that out and get them back on a working system So. That's just a quick overview, and thanks again to the Project Management Memory Jogger. Please go by our bookstore and check it out. I hope you found this uh, episode helpful, and just continue your journey into the world of IT and technology, and remember our mantra, listen, learn, leverage, launch